on this episode of the AIE podcast. Clans with benefits. Goody, goody. BlizzCon is coming. Man pub fun. Sybil's STO update. And Hoots is here to talk to us about AIE and EVE Online. All that and more coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 284 of the podcast celebrating you, the Alia Octa Est gaming community. The die has been podcast. I'm Makala. To my left, okay, he's not really to my left anymore. He's actually downstairs and to my right. In any case, is Tatsemi. I have another spreadsheet just for tracking Argus to see where my alts are. I have a problem. <laughs> you need help, sir. And to my virtual left is Mewcow. Greetings, gamers, and I think I'll steal that spreadsheet. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> and I think I'll going to try to not steal Tetsumi's gin cocktail there. Uh, <laughs> this week, we are joined by our special guest, Hoots, who's here to talk to us about AIE in EVE Online. Welcome, Hoots. Hello, hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Thanks so much for coming. So we're going to start with you since you're our guest. What have you been doing, sir, in and out of game? So I don't live in actual reality anymore. I live in virtual reality <laughs> all the time now. This is this is a nice little, uh, you know. And they're not new, but when they had that uh that summer sale for the uh the Oculus Rift and the uh, the two um, touch controllers, I was like, well, it 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 would be a crime not to purchase this, right? Right. That's not true. Um, Man, that was a dumb impulse buy, but I love it. It's, it's great. Can you can you sell them back for ISK? I no, I don't think so. Okay. I guess I could sell it back for cash and then for buy cash for Plex and play Eve. But so I did play Res Infinite um, the other day, oh. and for those of you that are not familiar with Res, um, which came out, did that come out for the Dreamcast? No, it came, ago, or was that? I only remember it coming out for the PS4 when it launched. PS4. So there was no Res Infinite, I think originally ages ago, not Res Infinite, or original oh. Res, um, came out, I want to say, for the Dreamcast. And then it was re released on Xbox Live Arcade for the Xbox 360. That's where I first played it. And then, right, it's out on PS4 uh, for the PlayStation Home, but now it's also out on PC for Oculus Rift. And it's, it's pretty great. Um, so that's, that's what I've been doing. Uh, awesome. virtual reality, um, and, or like playing virtual, like games that are compatible with the Oculus Rift, but, but weren't really made for virtual reality. Like I played Subnautica mm -hmm. a little bit and I decided, well, let's just take the cursor and spin my character round and round and round and round as fast as I can. No. So this is now virtual reality puking. Oh my. So do you right. actually well, no, get that's real physical physical reality, reality or puking because i was like yeah. let's see if this actually makes me sick and so you know i literally like 20 seconds i'm like nope i'm done for the night i just <laughs> right. my evening i'm an when, idiot when i look over and depending on what ted's doing in any given game if there's weird 
even looking at that makes me sick. So I can't even imagine it yeah. in your face. Yeah, no, I would not recommend. That's no, no. That's real bad. Zero oh, out of ten would not recommend. Yeah. You know, also since I've last been here, um, it's been a while. A while, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, yes. No, but I bought a switch and then Ooh, like fun. played oh. Zelda for like 120 hours over yeah. the last yeah, like, helps you. four months. So that's that's literally been my summer and like my gaming outside of Eve. Awesome. Very cool. All right, well. You mentioned your spreadsheets. What have you been doing in and out of game? Oh, a whole lot of wow. Um, it's the the 7.3 patch dropped to go explore Argus. And honestly, there's enough there to keep one character busy, but trying to get a lot of my alts through it. Um, I think what's what's happened is and Blizzard has this time just about right. I ran through most of my order hall resources on my alts. And this week is the bonus do 20 world quests and you get an additional 5k order resources. Well, just doing the 20 world quests gets you, if you have your character, you know, your follower with you tagged, right. Gets you probably another five to 600 or five to 6,000 order hall resources. So I've got, those characters now restock. So I'm slowly getting them through the Argus story and doing the 20 world quests. So that's why I have the spreadsheet just to mark, okay, they're in chapter one, two, chapter two, chapter three, and they need to do the world quests, you know, and they need to get their followers to either 900 or now 925 and apparently yeah. 950 after that. So yeah, there, there's a lot to do in wow, even with one character. Mm-hmm. Um, we also raided and we got killed Jaden down to 6% before yeah. we wiped. We just ran out of people. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause we went into the, you know, what is it? Third phase after the darkness. Yeah. And we had darkness, like, yeah. I think we had like five people down. Had we had those five people up, we probably would have made it, but it just, that's what we got it. Yeah, exactly. It just, so we're going to work on that and hopefully get them down tonight. Oh. Um, we did lesser invasions as a group and then the greater invasion yesterday. And I picked up a nine item level 930 belt, which was an upgrade for me. And then some of the other folks that were with us um, got stuff as well. So that was fun. Um, the new dungeon opened up. It's fun. There's, like I said, there's a lot to do in WoW right now, which is why I have zero time for anything else except for the few hours I take and play. Um, Breath of the Wild on the Switch when my, right. you know, when, when the daughter's available and she wants to sit and watch. So when she wants to guide you through it since she played it already. <laughs> no, she's very good. She'll, she'll sit there and be a, an actual, uh, she'll be the, the, you know, the fairy that's like, hey, listen, yeah, listen, yeah, then. Yeah. Hey, she'll hey, actually be an, one that helps, you know, not one oh, nice. that just tells not, you not the just, obvious. So. We want to swat around. <gasps> so, Mew, what have you been doing in and out of a game? Well, uh, besides the aforementioned rating, um, also some of the heroic rating, where we're not quite up to kill Jaden on heroic yet. We're still battling with some of the the, the stuff before because man, is it harder on heroic? Um, yeah, yeah. Just even that one-headed ability can just totally yeah. screw you up. Oh yeah, yeah. The the thing that we're tripping up on right now is, uh, um, I believe it's oh geez, what is it called? The one where um, it's the host. The host oh, is tripping yeah, us up. Yeah. Is that the one they just nerfed? Possibly. Didn't they just nerf something on host? 
It could have been, but the the, the hard part that they added is that the ads on the top side, once they get to 50%, they get a bone shield. And for about two minutes, um, they they, they are at 99% damage reduction. So right. the spirit side has to then bring that shattering scream that the 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 little line that goes to the person. Right. You have to bring it over. You interrupt and it shatters the bone shields. Well, right. so you know they they stagger the ads. So there's not always right. priests up when you need the, the bone shield shattered. So that's always fun waiting two minutes for that shield to go down so you can finally kill the stupid things. So uh, right. yeah, it's it's yeah, that's not fun. But beyond that. Um, I've actually been spending probably most of my free time playing Destiny 2 that mm-hmm. came out last week and uh, on the PS4. Um, and that's that's been really enjoyable. They definitely improved a lot from from Destiny 1. And, you know, I, I did finally finish the, the campaign, um, which was a lot of fun. And so that's, you know, I'm, I, I, honestly, I'm looking forward to playing it on the PC. Because, yes, there are some, there is a small AI community in the PS4 version of things, but I know that once it's on the PC, we're going to have tons of people. I mean, there's already yeah. tons of people just waiting. So, you know, it's all the strikes, all the raids, all the stuff that you need, you know, people for. Because everything I've done up until now, I, I've done solo. You know, it's all solo content. But you know, now yeah. I'm at the point where, you know, it really would help to have a full stable of people to play with. Awesome. So that's been my focus. And, and obviously, um, you know, just doing little bits here and there in Final Fantasy 14, lots of digging in dirt, uh, growing plants, cool. uh, that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Very cool. What, if, what have you been up to, McCall? Uh, so, you know, mostly most of my gaming now actually, like old school ways, involves dice. Um, dice and podcasting. I, right. I've been doing a lot of both. Um, across the Strahd game, we kind of keep getting. Um, postponed due to real life stuff. Uh, you know, the DM having a bachelor party last week, the week before that, there was one of our guys was traveling. Um, and I suppose it's only a four person game, so if one person's out, we make the decision, hey, we're gonna call it. Right. Um, so that's kind of on pause right now, but um, Wednesday, we're gonna be playing most likely. Um, there's a group I play with AIE actually, with um, SJ and N and Undata. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, we're dealing with um, one with the Mountain King, and we just got to the Eye of the World, or the yeah, the Eye of the World. And my poor half naked, half elven sorceress is freezing because you know right. there's snow. Um, and we now have a companion who a giant companion whose name sounds like it's hashtag. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> We're not going to talk about Friday. Let's just say tentacle arm, tentacle arm, tentacle arm broke the world. Oh, crap. Um, and my weird world of darkness curse might be over. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, and um, we finished up the uh, City of Mist campaign. We did. We did. We finished the City of Mist campaign, um, which we were doing with some friends of ours from work, which was a great time. Um Poor Tip was a true believer, and this paladin lady wanted to sacrifice, was trying to talk him into sacrificing himself. And it was Halloween night, and there were zombies. Okay, I was controlling the zombies, but and I became the 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 guy with the golden gun. So you know, that yeah, was fun. it was yeah, yeah. So in that game, we called Tet the Ginslinger because his <laughs> character has a lovely edge to him, and because we're actually playing at home. 
that will have sometimes more than two cocktails. So it's hilarious because by the third, he really becomes the gin slinger. <laughs> it helps you get in character. What? It, no. it does. It does. <laughs> Which is why I sit around and I talk like this. <laughs> I'm all gothy. Right. And I really don't like people. That's why you hang um, out with the dead. Anyway. That's why I hang out with the dead because I don't like people. Um, so that's what I've been doing. And oddly enough, a lot of that does involve AIE because we happen to game with a few AIE members. There you yep. do. All right. So we're going to be digging into Eve shortly. But first, let's cover this week's news. AIE News. All right. Well, as uh, Mew mentioned a few minutes ago, Destiny 2. And we have a Destiny 2 clan set up. Um, hop over to the forum thread for information on how to join and discussions of the pl- clan benefits and weekly caps. You might be hitting to try to... Adv- advance the clan and i'm sure yeah. just that general aie um discord channel probably can get a little more information there too yeah and if it part of it is that the, the there is a playstation communities app as well as the website itself that has its own little little chat wall that people have awesome. been discussing back and forth and yeah we definitely want more people in there because the more people that are playing the the faster things level the better benefits and all of that <laughs> the more people yep. benefits yeah All right. And in WoW, as we mentioned earlier, uh, more news. If you have not already purchased the virtual ticket, uh, if you've not already purchased it, the virtual ticket and the goodie bag that people attending BlizzCon are going to get are both available on the BlizzCon gear store for the BlizzCon 2017. If you're going to BlizzCon, you have a ticket, you get the bag when you get there. But if you're doing the virtual ticket like Ted McCullough, you'll have to spring for the goodie bag separately. Good news is buying the virtual ticket gets you $10 US off the price of the goodie bag. Um, We're getting the goodie bag, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. So I I have a real dumb question uh, since I haven't followed BlizzCon like uh, in a couple of years, but uh, like, have they sold the goodie bag like separately, like in years past or is this the first time they're doing? Okay. Um, We've gotten the goodie bag before. No, you, they used to get it with the virtual ticket. This is the first okay. year they're selling it as a separate item where you can buy just the goodie bag, even right. without the virtual ticket. But if you, so if you just want the goodie bag, you can get that by itself. But the virtual, if you buy the virtual ticket, you get $10 off either the $45 version of the bag or the $75 version of the bag. Cause there's a, a bag upgrade. As with anything. Yeah. Okay. All right. As with anything blizzard. So, it's basically um, just double double the stuff. Okay. Exactly. Yep. And I know like that that is a kind of good like if you have two collectors in the same house, we're not gonna have to worry about buying two BlizzCon virtual tickets because they both exactly. want this stuff. Luckily, yeah. I, you know, I tend to let you have most of it unless something really great in there that, that yeah, I want. Exactly. You get the two me anyway because I'm pretty. <laughs> and uh so w- along with the virtual ticket when you get the virtual ticket or if you have the the physical ticket and you're going to blizzcon you get two mounts one for the horde side one for the alliance side they are smaller two person yep Ooh. two person flying mounts uh they are the they're smaller versions of the alliance and horde gunships and they look amazing they're fun to just drive around and shoot people you know virtually shoot people because it doesn't actually do any damage and right. uh, you have to use slash mount special to do it but yeah they're they're fun they both look really good um the only issue is with gnomes on the alliance side 
they have the same size problem they have with the other two-person mounts. If you look at the gnome, it looks like a three-year-old sitting in the the passenger seat of a or, SUV. Or me, mm-hmm. or me in a vehicle. No, no, I mean, it's even smaller than you in a vehicle. This is this is like a three-year-old in an SUV, you know? Yeah, because normally normally mounts have to scale to the size of it, but because this is a, a two-person mount, it has to be as big as the biggest character. Got it. Right. Okay. So it's it's scaling to, it's scaling for a Draenei sitting in it. Mm-hmm. And so the gnome looks like a child, you know, sitting in the front seat. So yeah, it's, maybe that's working as intended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that might actually be a feature, not a bug. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, also, if you do get the physical ticket or buy the virtual ticket, um, they're putting up a ton of content specific or exclusive to the virtual and the physical ticket holders. So um, I showed some, some of the videos to McCullough. Um, there's a uh, oh my tour. gosh, the archive. I want to yes. go to the archive. There's, there's a whole, um, there's two videos right now with, with the um, archive. The first one is with Mike Morheim. Um, the second one, I don't remember who the interview is with. Oh, it's one of the, um, the statue makers, the guys that make the, um, statues and and what they donate and how they do it to um, the archive when they're done with the the casting and stuff like that. It's it's amazing. Um, those two videos are exclusive. There's also one with Samwise if you like his art and stuff like that. There's one that's exclusive to the ticket for for Samwise, um, and then they have some other content that's available for for everyone. So honestly, the I mean. Just for that alone, it would be worth it. But the other thing that they said that they have solved this year is stage, including the new stages, the actor's voice studio, the the, oh, wow. the behind the scenes. Everything is being recorded and made available on the virtual ticket holder. They listen so to us. They listen to all the complaints from last year. Yeah. Everything. Because, because honestly, yeah. being a virtual ticket holder you know there was so much stuff that you were missing just seeing people's reactions on Twitter, um, talking to friends of ours that have been there. And yeah, even if you're there, you can't see everything at once. However, it'd be nice to at least, if you are there, have the ability to see what you missed. And for us that aren't there, be able to have the maneuverability to see what all's going on and not just, hey, my focus isn't this tournament. So let me see what else would be happening were I there. Right. And and it's even if you're going there, they're going to show on the virtual ticket stuff behind the scenes stuff that even if you're there, you can't get to, you know, be right. behind the stage and other stuff like that. So yeah, it's they really made it, I think, worth it this year. So it'll be yeah. it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, also up on the game store. Do you like in-game pets? Do you like helping people in need? Well, Blizzard Charity Pet is available for order now. Normally they do this in late November, early December. Um, but because of the recent um, hurricanes and floods worldwide, not only in the U.S., but also over in India, India and other places, yeah. um, they are selling the Mexico, pets for Mexico, yeah, all that. Earthquake in Mexico, the $10 US, and that gets split evenly between the American Red Cross Disaster Relief and the International Federation of the Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. Um, so that whole $10 gets split that, you know, tax has to go to Blizzard to pay their US taxes, but the whole $10, and that's good through December 31st. After that, it's no longer a charity pet, but 
there is more information on the store page for that. So awesome. A lot of Blizzard stuff coming up. So it's a lot longer than usual too, because normally it's they they announce the the charity pet like in the beginning of December or the like the end of November or at BlizzCon. Right. So we have like like yeah. what one almost two months extra for the all this stuff yes. for charity. Exactly. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Yes. And now into Swotor news. Uh, we have Swotor Escape uh, Escape Podcast two ten all aboard the party train. Uh, this week, uh, Seema and Max the Gray and Astromech EPC 210 walk through the new Stronghold and talk about unlocking, decorating, and using it, which was a lot of fun to watch because it's very a very interesting Stronghold, as, of course, they talked about on the last last time they were with us. Um, then on to uh, Escape Podcast 211, Trader Talk. Um, uh, that week, Seema, Max the Gray, and Astromech EPC 211 um, head on down to Spoiler Town and talk about Umbara Trader Talk. Um, episode 211 is a really good listen. If you've already been through the latest story beat, it is absolutely chock full of spoilers, but presents many different angles and, imp- and interpretations of the story, as well as a good discussion of what challenges Bioware faces when allowing players to make hard decisions that will end up removing companions from the campaign, which is a big deal. I mean, yeah, like those are always the points when in the story and I'm like, well, crap, I need to take about five minutes to think about what's going to happen now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and the problem is now with their storytelling, they're like, okay, so we're going to tell this story, but, some of the players don't have this companion anymore, so we can't include them in the story. Or, you know, if they do, they have to include another companion that other people may have. And they've, you know, there are a lot of companions that are still missing mm-hmm. if you've played through the content. So it's it's tough. Um, what was interesting about this particular, exp- you know, part of the chapter is the interaction with the trader depending on how you took over the eternal throne and how you've been essentially managing the eternal fleet, um, you do get very different reactions, especially huh. if you have ro- uh, the people that have romanced the character that turns out to be the traitor um, have additional dialogue <laughs> issues because. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I'm, I'm still, yeah, I'm still behind a bit. So that's why I haven't been able to listen to this episode yet, but yeah. you know, it's one of those things where, you know, now that I've caught up on destiny two, you know, maybe I'll actually be able to jump in there and continue again. Cause uh, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, I caught up to at least get all of the throne stuff out of the way, but then I have to go back to Iocath, I think. Correct. And yep. that was the confusing one where it didn't actually have to have a breadcrumb. You actually had to go over there and stumble around yeah. and talk to a computer console or something. So exactly. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, but, uh, you know, a, a good night to do that will be during Mandatory Fun Night. Um, it is going to be on the Republic side this week, and the next expansion update is slated for October 10th. So you'll have to wait until then to see what is going to happen from the latest start, um, latest chapter stuff. So, And then on to Final Fantasy fourteen. So, patch 4.1, The Legend Returns, will be coming out in early October, as soon as they're com- comfortable with giving us an exact release day. Of course, the part we are all waiting for is the opening of the new residential area next to Kugane. It's a, a neat little Asian-themed area. Oh, pretty. Yep. Oh, it's gorgeous. That's why we've been salivating, because they let you preview it, but you can't buy anything yet. So. Of course, yeah. Uh, the producers have shared a few more details on how housing transfers will work once the new patch is live. Those with an existing home do not need to give up their homes. 
beforehand. Awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a big change. Um, uh, usually, you'd have to to actually like abandon your home or or sell it because that's gray area. You, you don't want to sell it to someone. You're supposed to abandon it and then you're ready to buy a new one. Um, instead, however, you will be able to transfer your your home to the new plot wherever it may be, whatever size it may be, and still keep all of your fun items that in the past you weren't allowed to pick up. So it's sort of a huge, huge deal. Um, That includes um, the mailboxes. For some reason, you can't transfer mailboxes. Once you plant the ground, it's stuck there. That's it. You're you're done. Um, The stables for your chocobos couldn't go with you. Uh, The aetherite crystal, like all kinds of like really cool stuff couldn't go with you. You couldn't pick it up and take it with you. So they finally said, you know, now just transfer your stuff. And, you know, anything that, like, if you go from, like, a large to a small, they'll put it in storage for you so you can figure something out until everything's all situated. Awesome. But, but yeah, it's it's nice of them to do that, finally. So, they, you know, they've been listening to us. We've been asking for something like this for a while now. It's not perfect, but it's pretty darn close. Um, the other bonus is that you can now apply 30% of the purchase price of your old home to the new home. So that's you're basically not throwing away your old home anymore. It, that's kind of why that whole gray area of selling your house happened is because people didn't want to lose the money they put into it. Right. So now it's not really a, a big deal anymore. And so if you paid 6 billion, then you're going to get, you know, what is that? 2 million, mm-hmm. uh, about 2 million, close to it. Um, uh, 1.8 million. Yeah. If you want to be exact. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, uh, it's, you know, we're all really excited and uh, we have several of uh, people with home buying uh, abilities in AIE and they're all going to be ready to uh, stock the spots we want so we can get that giant uh, faction manor house. We've been all eyeing. So final fantasy real estate edition is what I'm hearing. Definitely. Definitely. That's pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Um, and we have final fantasy, of- the land grab. Yes. There we go. Oh, never, start- n- never, never, never start a land war in Kukunani. <laughs> yep. All right. And we have Captain. Any- <laughs> <laughs> That's why you get your chocobos. Anyways. Yes, sorry. Right. Sorry. You guys have the best <laughs> names in Final Fantasy, though. They're fun to say. Yep. All right. Speaking of fun to say, we have Captain Sybil Star Trek online news summary for the week ending in 9-17-2017. Celebrating Star Trek's 51st birthday. Dang. Uh, Z Films, the official Star Trek. Um, video trailer producer released a video to as a tribute to the franchise. See all versions of Enterprise in their awesome splendor from 1966 to the present. Visit the Star Trek Online website for viewing. With season 14 la- launching on October 18th, an additional backstory beyond the Nexus has been posted to the Star Trek Online website. The story provides yet another lead-in to all the new to the new season. The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine fans will love this one for sure. A Beyond the Necklace, Necklace? Wow. A Beyond the Nexus <laughs> mission was currently released on September 12th, which will which will be unlocking the unique weekly replay rewards over the next three weeks. Week one rewards are featuring tech upgrades and the first piece of Trilithium laced weaponry. The STO website has all the details. Following centuries of conflict, the Lucari and the Kentari peoples began efforts to reconciliate differences and become partners in creating the Drenu colony. Season 14 makes this colony available as brand new Starfleet 
brand new, brand new fleet star base to customize up and upgrade. Of course, see that website for details. And great news, captains. You no longer have to be intimidated by the overpowered Romulan Scimitar Dreadnoughts. New allied fleet deck cruisers have been released for all factions on the Sea Store. These cruisers are easily the most powerful attack ships ever devised. The juicy details are also on the website. And speaking of new ships, fight! Guess what? Sheer coincidence? Because this never happens. This weekend, there's a 25% off uh, Starship sale in the Sea Store through September 18th. There is, a, there is a new science ship, a dreadnought, or even the new flight deck cruiser that's on your list. Well, make that grab now. Kind of like the land grab in a Final Fantasy. This weekend also marks a bonus weekend event through September 18th. Earn additional 50% more marks on any missions awards upon com- completion. And as always... AIE's fleet base is looking for contributions of material and personnel. Once again, check out the news, backstories, patch notes, goodies on the Star Trek Online website, StarTrekOnline.com. Until then, Captain Sybil says, live long and prosper. And in Guild Wars 2 news, the Path of Fire releases on Friday, September 22nd. That is the new expansion that opens up Alonia. And the new elite specialization and mounts. For more information, we've included guild li- uh, links to the Guild Wars 2 website. All right. And with that news, we're ready to get back to Hoots and find out what's going on in Eve. So, Hoots, what is going on in Eve? No, just no. no. no? Okay. <laughs> Stop. All right, guys, the show's over. The show's yes, over. Thanks. See you later. Yeah. Have a good Hoots one. on for like three Great months. Three months, and now he's not even talking. Anyway, what's exactly. going on? Uh, where where should I begin? So, At the beginning. The the, the beginning. Uh, we're not going to no. That no, we, okay. we don't have three hours. It's not a seven hour hours, show, right? We, we, okay. We, so, have and you I seen don't my even Citadel. <laughs> right? Yeah, dude. Where's my Citadel? That's that's probably <laughs> exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that that no title, show right? title, right? Um, we'll get there in a little bit. Um, a couple of months ago, I guess at this point, again, I don't even remember the timeline anymore. I probably should have double checked before putting it into the show notes. Right. Essentially, um, when summer started, maybe a little bit into summer, right around, I think the end of June or so, um, our Alliance. Uh, so we're the corporation, Aliyah Iakta asked, we're in a great little, scrappy punches above its weight class alliance called blades of grass and then blades of grass is in a larger coalition called the guardians of the galaxy coalition <laughs> trademark pending I'm awesome sure. well, um, cool. you throw coalition on the end it's fine right it's exactly it's yeah. not tired at this point you're good or anything like that um yes. but yeah so we live in the north of eve online so to speak mm-hmm. space north right um where all the good stuff happens. Where all the good. Well, we're we're at least some of the good stuff happens. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, so it was summer. Summer is usually a slower time for I think video games. And in Eve, um, you know, people, you know, like the college kids are home and not logged in playing Eve. Um, people are, you know, outside enjoying the weather. Those sorts of wonderful and beautiful things, right? But Dodging right in the middle of summer. 
a little group that longtime members of AIE might recognize the name of a group called Test Alliance. Please ignore. <laughs> Boo. Ooh, no test is great and you know what they're they're a little they're a little zany um but uh aie used to be a member yeah. of test alliance please ignore mm-hmm. Um, but Test Alliance decided that they were going to have some summer fun and they were going to deploy to a region of space called Paragon Falls, right mm-hmm. next to another region of space called Venal, which is right next to where we live. Okay. And they started making so test alliance is a reddit uh, alliance um and their mm-hmm. their major corporation formed from from reddit from the uh, the subreddit r eve and so they made some chest beating posts on our eve because saying that never happens on reddit right exactly because that no. never happens on reddit and right. basically it was like guardians of the galaxy coalition you're on we're we're going to we're going to bring it and we're going to shoot all your stuff and make your life miserable. And that lasted for a couple of weeks, uh, our coalition, and then combined with uh, another group of people called kind of, I guess you could say the pandemic family. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a group called pandemic Legion and then sort of their newbie organization called pandemic horde. We all kind of banded together and basically formed like I, like 3000 people in like a system um, on one of tests, like timers and basically made it so that they couldn't contest anything. Um, so that was really disappointing for test that we decided to show up in like a lot of overwhelming numbers and not give them any right. foothold foothold in the region. So that happened and there was some additional drama on the subreddit that I won't get into, but right. Right because it's a family-friendly show and it's Reddit, so yes. Yeah, and and it's yeah. Um, right around the time that Test was maybe thinking about going home, or maybe thinking about staying and making life like trying to keep at at what they were doing, another group in Eve Online called Goon Swarm Federation, mm-hmm. the, the, the mm-hmm. perennial big bad guys of Okay, of- there's the boo. There's the boo. There's yeah. the boo. Um, I, you might remember last year, last summer, um, our our corporation and our alliance played a, a, a small role in kicking Goon Swarm Federation out of their home where they live. Right. We live now. Um, yeah. So naturally, Goon Swarm, having, having taken like the better part of a year to rebuild, um, decided this summer we're going to bring the hurt and they made a bunch of posts on their forums just being just posts, being, right we're going to bring the hurt and we're going to burn the north to the ground um no one will stop us right right all right um test at the same time then decided well we're not going to go home we're going to stick around the north and not kind of work with Goon Swarm, but not really work with Goon Swarm, but just shoot everything, right? And, right. Okay. Right. So they man- they went Mandalorian then. Got right. it a, a little bit. And so they're 
Test and Goon Swarm don't necessarily have a great historical relationship, and Reddit ended up turning against Test Alliance in some regard. Um, and a lot of people on Reddit started complaining about Test Alliance not fighting goons, and it was a really oh childish and dramatic just bit of back-and-forth drama through the whole circumstance. But basically, everyone that ended up living in the North, including Pandemic Legion and their allies, Pandemic Horde and their allies, a group called Northern Coalition, and a, a bunch of other groups when goons came up um, and deployed to a, a system called Hakonan. We banded together, and anytime the goons tried to ba- break out of Hakonan, we just basically stomped them into the ground. Good, good, good. Yep. And that lasted another couple of weeks. Uh-huh. And until goons finally kind of got upset, um, or not maybe not upset but maybe like they weren't making any headway and in addition to not making any headway uh test all of a sudden deployed home so they pulled out they weren't going to be mandalorian shooting at us or right. causing like additional chaos and the reason test deployed home was because of some very complicated almost world war one ask diplomatic agreements being broken that who, essentially who shot i want to know who shot archduke ferdinand uh, um so who's who's the gavrilo princip of of eve online is that really i think you can i think gig you actually holy buckets Gigax is the Gavrilo Princip of Eve Online because he's they're both Serbian. So this right. works God. out. This analogy works out way yes. better than, than I thought it initially would. That's yeah. beautiful. All right. Um, okay. So essentially, I the the South and then what's called Space South in Eve, um, regions like Esoteria and Impasse and Faith Bullis, or however you pronounce it. Um they're inhabited by Test Alliance, and then we're inhabited by another alliance called Circle of Two. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of other alliances down there. Uh, between those two alliances were the anchor of a coalition called the Legacy Coalition. Um, and Circle of Two and another alliance called FCON, Fidelis Constans, for a variety of reasons, started kind of going at it and started fighting. Test had an agreement with the Russians. Again, not making this up, and this like World War One analogy, it's like, going, going like places. it's actually going places to protect Afcon if a group called Triumvirate attacked Afcon. And Triumvirate did, but they brought in Circle of Two, which was in Test's coalition. It was a diplomatic nightmare. Cluster F. Right? Yeah, like a cluster bomb of epic proportions. Um, and gosh, yeah. So there so it it basically like these 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 various groups made systematic choices. And Gigax, the leader of the group called Circle of Two. Diplomacy was never Gigax's strong, like like strength. (laughs) Gigax, Gigax, uh, you can say a lot of things about Gigax, but he, like, you know, I think a a quote either attributed or misattributed to him recently was like, "Treaties are just a bunch of words. They don't right. Well, they are technically. You you stand by those words or get your bum blown out of everything. Right. 
Um, but Circle of Two ended up siding with their their friends at the moment, Triumvirate, and ended up attacking Afcon and then getting kicked out of the Legacy Coalition and then basically being at a bit of a war with Test Alliance. Um, so the South, so Test Alliance withdrew to the South. That was on fire. They went to attend to that. A couple of days later, Goon Swarm was like, holy buckets, the South is on fire. We're going to go home and see what happens while this situation unfolds. So that right. left us alone in the North to kind of watch this unfold. And right. it had been kind of a back and forth um, between Test Alliance and Circle of Two uh, for a good couple of weeks, maybe up to a month, where earlier this week, the war ended. And the war ended suddenly and decisively with basically the destruction of yes. Circle of Two in one of the greatest heists in all of EVE Online. <laughs> Did you guys please tell me you nuked it from orbit? There's the only, or it was nuked from orbit the only way no, to no. do it. No, no. This is, this is better. They didn't nuke it from orbit. They stole it from orbit. They stole it. It's like Ocean 1700. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So... There's a little bit more background that that will okay. lay out about this, about some of the personnel within Circle yeah. of Two. So there's Gigax, who I mentioned. Right, right. The, the leader was the leader of Circle of Two. There's a man who was his head diplomat called the Judge. Uh, and he's a member of an organization called Council of Stellar Management, which I've talked about before mm-hmm. on the show. That's the elected body of uh yeah. i think it's 10 players now that um kind of sign a non-disclosure agreement and are it's, like, yeah, it's like a conduit parliament well, yeah, and they're like the developers use them as like a conduit to the community for feedback right. and and that sort of stuff and so the judge is a member of this group there is a member of goon swarm i'm gonna butcher his name because i've only ever read it and not actually heard it pronounced i think it's Aerith or Aerith or Aerith, A-Y-R-T-H. I don't know how you pronounce okay. that, but that's, there's this, yeah, we'll call him Arth, right? So he's a member of CSM and he's, he's kind of a goon's goon and has in his Eve persona embraced kind of the villainy of, of goon swarm. And that's okay. his public persona. And he's loved among goons, but hated outside. Hated among, amongst other people. Yeah, um, you would consider him an internet troll, I think, in, okay, in some, yeah. some circles. Right. And then there's another Goon Swarm <laughs> representative called Innominate, who is less trolly, but he's like an elder statesman who's just played the game for like right. over a decade, right? So primarily Arth, by all accounts, uh, twice a year, the members of CSM go to Iceland, where uh, CCP, the developer uh, of EVE, is headquartered. That's where they live and make the game. They're an Icelandic company. And um, Arth ended up persuading the judge from the circle of two. I guess, I guess the phrase you would say would be to go rogue or to switch sides. And the judge had, the judge had multiple reasons for this, that he stated in his own, in his own Reddit thread. Um, And um, is like the judge reasoning, his reasoning was that he had put a lot of time and energy into circle of two and that his, his leader Gigax was just throwing it all away in like, you know, by not regarding diplomatic agreements and by being like this um, tough guy, like, um, I'm going to shoot error everyone and not 
not worry about relationships um, that we've built, right? Um, this whether is getting or not, up too close to real life. No, it, it really is. Yeah. It, it really absolutely is. So the judge, regard, I, I, and I mean, that's, I, no one can really know the judge's motives for why he did what he did. And that, that's kind of what he's publicly said. And some people have called him into question right. on that. But regardless of the motives, earlier in the week, what the judge ended up doing, kind of the plan was devised that the judge would basically strip all of Circle of Two's assets and liquid in-game currency isk. So if you if you think of AIE, it would be like a rogue, it would be like a rogue director taking everything from all of the guild banks mm-hmm. and all of the guild cash. Uh, it's guild like Randy, Randy, Randy right. going rogue and taking yeah, and robbing his block. Exactly, just stealing everything, right? Um, so it would be a little bit like that, um, except worse. <laughs> just just because like our guild banks are sort of a a community like like a, a pot that gets tossed in and, and right. it's it, like it Eve wallets and Eve assets aren't like that. They're, they're meant to be used for like Alliance asset, like for either emergency purposes or to replace lost ships. Right. There was apparently what's called a dreadnought cash that the judge took, which are, like basically a cache of giant capital ships that were being re- that were being used as replacements for some that were lost it's was a massive theft but that that alone isn't really the most notable part because Jeez. he also started so like the structures that you dock your spaceship in eve are controlled by your alliance they're not controlled it would be like orgrimmar like, you know, in World of Warcraft, like, or like a guild house in Final Fantasy is a better analogy, but with the Orgrimmar is like your safe spot in WoW, right? It would be like if Orgrimmar was controlled by AIE, and it would be like if Randy said, you as a member of AIE can no longer enter Orgrimmar or Dalaran, right? right. I have locked you out. You can't dock into the station anymore. So all of the stations that Circle of Two owned, the judge locked out his members from them and then transferred them to test alliance. Please ignore <laughs> except for circle of two's absolute biggest structure, which is called a keep star. Now circle of two has had a keep star before in, in a system called MTAC OE and they lost it. Uh, Pandemic Legion and friends ended up destroying that Keepstar, which is a fantastically expensive object, more expensive than Titans in EVE Online, mm. worth maybe about three Titans to build one of these Keepstars. And so they had their first one destroyed in the North when they were kicked out. And their second one was this keep star here. It was where they lived. It was their, their pride and joy. It was the, the power of circle of two because they were a big, powerful alliance. Not everyone has these. And the judge, a little bit of, if we remember back to a year ago, this is a little tidbit. Circle of two used to be a member of a group called the CFC or the Imperium, which was the coalition led by Goonswarm, right? Right. During the war where Goonswarm lost their home in the North a year ago, Circle of Two at a pivotal moment said, we're not compatible with the Imperium, we're leaving. And a lot of people 
the overwhelming majority of people in Goon Swarm viewed that as a betrayal, a very deep and dark betrayal. And and the Matani, the leader of Goon Swarm, kind of there's a lot of chest beating at Eve got on the internet and did a chest beating speech where he said, one of our first things is we will destroy circle of two so that they are no longer a concern. Right? So in a bit of poetic justice, the judge, and this is why it happened on fittingly enough. And, and like in a, in a, in a sad way enough, it happened on September the 11th. Um, which is which is a sad day in um, in America because of, right. of September 11th, but it's also a sad day specifically in Eve because of the Benghazi um, it, tragedy. And some of you might remember that one of the victims um, of the Benghazi embassy uh, five years ago was a man named Sean Smith Vilerad, mm-hmm. who was Goon Swarm's head diplomat. So it's right. it's always sort of a sad day. In Eve Online, and the eleventh of this year was Judgment Day for Circle of Two. He took their Keep Star, he locked everyone out, and he sold it to Goonswan <laughs> in one of the biggest and most epic heists in all of Eve Online. Yep, wow. it doesn't end there. No, <laughs> this is crazy. So the leader of Circle of Two gets some frantic texts from the remaining leadership of circle of two saying, Oh my God, the judge has done these terrible things and is destroying our Alliance. Please log in. So Gigax logs in. He, you know, he had been sleeping in Serbia. It was sleeping time. Um, And he starts typing in Alliance chat. And he, he says some things that, um, like they're not particularly profane, but they're particularly disturbing. Like right. he, he basically asks his alliance mates, Hey, does anyone know where this guy lives? And then makes a death threat or so, right? Oh, In, right. My yeah, God. right. And and so now there's like they get you, you on lists, yeah. yeah. You should never make a death threat to another human being or threaten in real life violence to to another human being. That's that's really terrible. Um, A lot of members in the Eve community are kind of like, yeah, that's real terrible. I I get, sure, people say things in moments of heated passion. um, And normally, normally nothing happens of it, especially if if it's just meant for your alliance mates, unfortunately the judge was still in the alliance mm. on multiple <laughs> characters and was live streaming alliance chat on Twitch where everyone who was watching as, as saw I'm, the death threats. Right. As, as I'm sure like a form of protection too. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's what you do. So needless to say, the judge is no longer allowed to play Eve online. He has been permanently banned right. by CCP. Um, the judge was wait the judge no was? not the judge I'm sorry Gigax yeah. okay yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Makes more sense yeah the judge is fine he didn't issue any death threats he yeah just yeah, he, yeah. Gigax he, on the other he hand he played CYA but he did yeah. right no no Gigax. the judge played the game yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, then Gigax then made IRL yeah. threats and that's, right. that's yeah. so he <laughs> has been permanently banned and Circle of Two is one of the largest alliances in the game is basically no more yeah up in smoke. <laughs> yep. 
Wow. So that's what's been going on at Eve, guys. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Really, really fast. So I'm I was very bummed that we've kept coming to postpone that you coming on the show. Yeah. But the fact that we postponed you coming on the show. It worked out. It was exactly really brilliant. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, this is really brilliant um, and amazing and makes me suddenly feel better about real life politics, if that's even possible. Yeah. <laughs> that's the amazing thing about this game is that this none of this, all that he's been talking about for the last, what, 20 minutes? Uh-huh. That's, that's all players. Yeah, that's absolutely. Like, there are lots of changes to the game that happen all the time in, like, right. the in-game yeah. universe. And to me, and to some people, that's their thing. And they love following that and being, mm-hmm. like, in-game characters and role players. And right. I could care less about any of that because right. it's these stories that right. make Eve Eve. And yeah. it's this sort of drama and madness that is just so wonderful to kind of witness. It's probably less than wonderful if you're a part of it and in it. Right. Uh-huh. But <laughs> yeah. on the inside, certainly um, it is kind of a marvel to behold. Yeah. No, it's, it's they, when the players are able to make the content, it makes it that much more personal and that much more interesting. It really makes me wonder if like CCP has just been recording this all this time and then sometime <laughs> in the future, maybe, you know, the game for some reason goes away. Then they just go ahead and release it as this epic either book or movie or right. TV series. Yeah. yeah. So as it turns out, this is a plug that I, I don't know the guy. And actually, we might have interviewed him uh, when Cap Stable was a little bit more active. Um, there's this book by a guy named Andrew Gruen called the empires of eve and it is basically a the oral histories of eve in book form the events of the players for like the first five years of the game i think right up until about 2009 recorded in like this really great book uh empires Mm -hmm. of eve if you're interested in these sorts of stories and this sort of human drama like definitely check it out and definitely read it very cool. very cool So there's other stuff going on yeah. in Eve, but like, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a new expansion coming out October 24th. That's completely going to redo like moon goo balance and probably okay. like lead to like all sorts of conflict over resources. When the um, new expansion is not your lead story. I mean, that's yeah. Crazy. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're getting rid of captain's quarters. Uh, so there was a little feature where you could, dock at a station and undock from your spaceship and run around and like your little dude. Yeah, and exactly. It didn't do anything except it was like real neat to look at. And the company was like, we're not doing anything with that. So they're getting rid of it. That's like, but yeah, like compared to the story, that's like, that's it. So that's nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess the only other thing, um, if this intrigues you and if, if you want to, if you want to get in, on this AIU is absolutely always recruiting. Um, communist Tuesdays are something that we do, we do, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to detail why it's Communist <laughs> Tuesday, but that's every Tuesday night. Space communism is a thing in AIU. Um, this is way too way too real life political, my friend. <laughs> it is. Uh, we have we have propaganda too. Um, I mean, to, you do know that I'm like. I'm a financial crimes investigator. I'm about to start mm-hmm. investigating all of you, right? You know this? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Really? Yep. 
Oh, this yeah. game is just one long chain of financial crimes. Really, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm filing a suspicious activity report on the on 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 the goons. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's what I'm doing tomorrow at work. <laughs> no, oh, I think no. If I, you try, if you tried to watch Plex trading, good lord, forget. Oh it. my gosh, it's even worse than we have to deal with Bitcoin stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, I think that's it. I think that's cool. it's, that's where we'll leave it for the week. Awesome. I don't think I can top it. That was the Cliff Notes version too. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, there are in Hoots' show notes. If you want links to go see all of this and relive the drama, it's all up. He's got links to all the major um, points and everything like that. So, yeah, it's they're worth a read. I read some of them, and I was like, oh, my God. This is a rat hole you could just go down for hours. Awesome. Well, that is our show for tonight. Well, the chat room begins select suggesting titles and there's a lot of stuff to choose from there guys i uh, want to thank hoots so much for joining us this has been absolutely fascinating now if we want to, if anyone wants to find you where are you available you can find me probably on twitter at aie hoots is the easiest way to get a hold of me just at me on twitter and i'll follow you and you can send me a dm he also um, hangs out. There is an Eve Embassy channel in the ah. AIE Discord. Yep. Um, feel free to visit there if they like you and you pass first inspection. You may get invited to the other AIE Eve Discord. <laughs> and by that, you only need to fill out the Umami application. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. It's, it's really, no deal. there's, yeah, like, yep. <laughs> All right. And if you have a question or comment about the show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter as well. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at The Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave. And Tatsemi, me, is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website aie-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream and our Discord server for chat is bit.ly slash aie-podcast-discord. Their theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And this is where we would normally play any uh, AIE member segments that we've received. Uh, since we don't have any, we just want to remind you that uh, go ahead and send them in to podcast.aie-guild.org, and we'll put them here at the end of the show. Awesome. And next time, we'll, we'll be talking to someone about something. I'm trying to wrangle people around. And remember, if you ever want to come on the show and ramble about fun, geeky projects or what you're doing, let us know, because it's does not have to be uh, solely uh, game directors and people that are talking only about a game that AIE plays in. We always want to know what our members are interested in and what they're doing. So until next time, AIE, this is Makala. This is Tetsemi. This is Yukao. And this has been the AIE Podcast.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.